I'm Brian Gottstein, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, February 20th. Here are today's headlines. The U.S. vetoed a United Nations Security Council resolution on Tuesday that called for Israel to declare an immediate ceasefire in its war against Hamas. The U.S. was the only permanent member of the 15-member U.N. Security Council to veto the resolution. The United Kingdom abstained from voting. According to the news outlet The Hill, U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield proposed an alternative calling for a temporary ceasefire and for Hamas to release its more than 100 Israeli hostages. Thomas Greenfield said that for weeks the U.S. has made it clear that the resolution would not achieve the goal of a sustainable peace and, in fact, may run counter to it. In addition, she called the resolution irresponsible. This marked the third time that the U.S. vetoed a U.N. ceasefire demand between Israel and Hamas. The Supreme Court today declined to take up a case reviewing the use of race in high school admissions. The case would have reviewed an admissions policy at Virginia's Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, an elite public prep school that plaintiffs say discriminates against Asians. The highly competitive school previously relied on standardized test scores to decide whom to admit. However, when the Fairfax County, Virginia School Board felt that too many Asian students were being admitted because of their high test scores, the board attempted to address what it considered racial disparity by implementing geographic quotas and factoring in income considerations. A group of parents argued that the policies violated the Supreme Court's 2023 ruling that prohibits affirmative action in college admissions. Justices Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas disagreed with the Supreme Court's decision not to hear the case. They called the lower court's decision allowing the discriminatory policy to stand patently incorrect and dangerous. Alito wrote that the Fourth Circuit's decision says that intentional racial discrimination is constitutional as long as it isn't, quote, too severe. He said that reasoning is indefensible and cries out for correction from the Supreme Court. Alito further wrote that the lower court decision effectively licenses officials to discriminate against any racial group as long as that group performs at a higher rate than others. The Biden administration will reportedly back off its push to mandate the sale of electric vehicles to the American public. The administration was pushing a rule on automobile emissions that would require that by 2032, 67% of new car sales would be electric cars, whether Americans wanted them or not. According to a report by the New York Times, the White House is looking at relaxing the tailpipe emission standards to give auto manufacturers more time to increase the sales of electric vehicles. However, according to Thomas Catnacci writing for Fox News, the shifting standards will still require that 67% of new car sales be electric. The regulations would simply allow car manufacturers more time to get to that number. According to Fox News, the American fuel and petrochemical manufacturers said that the president has been clear since 2020 that he intends to use government to eliminate sales of new gas cars. The association said that tinkering with the speed of the rules implementation doesn't change the end game, which is banning new gas-powered vehicles. 
According to Fox, electric vehicles represented less than 8% of all new car sales last year. In addition, the U.S. would need an estimated 2 million charging ports by 2030 to meet the needs of that many electric vehicles. Transgender activists mocked Catholic saints and repeatedly clapped, cheered, and celebrated prostitutes during a funeral Thursday for a transgender-identifying prostitute and self-professed atheist who went by the name Cecilia Gentili, according to the Daily Signal's Mary Margaret Olihan. The Archdiocese of New York didn't immediately respond to a request for comment from the Daily Signal as to why St. Patrick's Cathedral in Manhattan hosted the funeral. After the Daily Signal's publication of the story, the Archdiocese released a statement condemning the funeral and announcing that priests had performed a mass of reparation to cleanse the church of sin after the funeral. The New York Times reported that Gentili was a high-profile transgender activist who was well-known for his advocacy on behalf of sex workers, transgender people, and people with HIV. The funeral appears to have been widely attended by media from top U.S. outlets. One of the organizers of the funeral said that St. Patrick's wasn't told that Gentili identified as a transgender woman. I kind of kept it under wraps, the organizer told the Times. Former President Donald Trump must pay nearly $355 million in penalties for allegedly fraudulently overstating his worth to dupe lenders into loaning his businesses money, a New York judge ruled on Friday. New York State Attorney General Letitia James, a Democrat, originally launched the case, accusing Trump of overstating his wealth by as much as $3.6 billion a year for over a decade to get better loans. Trump took to social media to blast the decision. This decision is a complete and total sham, he wrote on True Social. The former president called the judge crooked and the prosecutor totally corrupt. He also said that the case was election interference and a witch hunt. Trump's lawyer said that they would appeal the decision. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts, and help us to reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.